On this week's episode of the We've Seen That Podcast, we're talking about Suicide Squad. I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. Music. We are back for episode number 48, creeping closer to that huge milestone. But as Anthony would say, every episode is a milestone. So welcome to our milestone. Yep. The 48th one and probably the 48th of what? I'd say at least 50,000. One, 4, one for each listener, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and in reality, we'd probably die before that. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> somehow it will live on. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're talking about a, a pretty recent movie this week. Pretty excited. However, let's let's Anthony, what, what give us a preview of what's going to happen for you this weekend? Uh, yeah. I I honestly can't say what's going to happen truly because I don't mm. know. It's very unpredictable. What I do know is yeah. is that copious amounts of alcohol will be consumed by mm-hmm. all. Um, mm-hmm. Me, your brother Rob, Tyler, a bunch of guys are going down to visit Evan down in Davenport, and it's going to be a fucking riot. Yeah, I'm I'm legitimately nervous for these guys. It Jim. ain't going to be like that I, bad. I think he's going to be fine. He'll be back here to pod next week. That's the most important I've, thing. I've been getting updates in this group chat from them talking about how many sleeps until they see each other. Like this is <laughs> that's cute as fuck. Don't you deny it? Yeah, there's only one I, more. Is. One more sleep. Yeah, just one uh, more. I'm, I'm for- Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it as I have changed employers. Um, I'm pretty comfortable saying that I wasn't supposed to tell anybody. Still employed until- by the podcast, though, right? Correct, correct. I wasn't supposed to tell anybody till this coming week, but I don't think anyone listens from my current work, unfortunately. Mm. Not one of the 70,000. Um, but yeah, I mean, new, bigger and brighter things. As as I, I'm 26, but I feel like I'm 35. It's insane. So um, well, Also, yeah. I just did a quick Google. Apparently, there are over 500,000 movies that have been made, so 50,000 episodes is not nearly enough. We would be getting ten percent. That's it. Yeah. And there's uh, that's so bad coverage. I, Cassie and I were at the dollar store this week, and I just can't believe how many just shit like third class tier movies there are that are just sitting in that bin there. Like it's just so fucking crazy. <laughs> there's just there's companies out there that pump that shit out. Well, it's ridiculous. Right. You could go on to like anybody, like even actors you've seen before, like Michael Madsen or fucking you know any sort of Tarantino actor that he oh, he brings in all yeah Steven Seagal or God I can't think of his name Ray Liotta fucking made one of the greatest movies of all time and had the chance to be one of the best actors you know of his generation and now you could literally look at his IMDb and see him in a bunch of like B movies I've seen Michael Madsen on yeah. a Sci Fi Channel like numerous times like that's not good on Saturday afternoons. You're... And all the movies that are on Saturday afternoons on the Sci-Fi Channel are like Mega Piranha versus Giant Cobra or something. You don't want to. You don't want to be there. No, you just don't. It's. It's. I mean, it's a point in your career you don't want to be. Um, but Jim, with that being said, I'm gonna have you lead off with what we're watching. Let's let's hear it. Oh, the pressure's on now. So I had the house to myself for the weekend. Angie was away for a bachelorette party, so I have like five things. First thing go. is, I watched the original Suicide Squad, gave that a 7 out of 10. It is not nearly as bad as people make it out to be. Um, yes, it does end with a big plasma beam into the sky, but I think the team is relatively good. And some of the things that people bitched about that movie are the exact same things they did in this one. So mm. be prepared for some hot takes later. I was just going to say, I th- I have a feeling your score for the original is going to be higher. I'll neither confirm or deny. Um, next thing I oh, watched is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh Gotta love God. Leonard Nimoy and Donald Sutherland. Um, 
plants fall out of space and uh, start replacing people's bodies with emotionless copies of them. Gave that a 6 out of 10. Classic movie, but overlong. Hmm. And not a happy ending in the end, which <laughs> kind of stinks. But uh, the second to last thing we watched is Sophie and I watched Basic Instinct. Gave that a 10 out of 10. It's maybe the Ooh. best mystery movie I've ever seen. There's one relatively off-putting uh, se- graphic scene of rape, um, which may be not great for all viewers, but uh, the mystery that unfolds in this uh, movie is just insane. Keeps you guessing the whole time, but there's also clues that tell you who actually did all the stuff at the end. Um, and wraps it up with some really nice, solid uh, storyline. Leaves you questioning about what will happen to your two main characters after the movie's done. But apparently they made a really shitty sequel, so you have the answer to what happens to him if you want. Mm-hmm. And then I tried watching the cult classic Clerks from uh, Kevin Smith and couldn't finish it. It was so bad. We got maybe half mm. an hour into it. Don't recommend. Didn't find it to be funny. Don't see why people seem to have such a love for this movie, seeing as it's got like two or three sequels. I, Has it really? I don't think I've yeah, ever... Yeah, but Kevin Smith keeps like self-producing them. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Or... It's, it's on not. HBO not right now if you want to try it. You, you're really not missing anything. No. Probably Have you seen the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. With it, Craig Robertson's in it as like a DJ, right? Is that, am I thinking of the right? I no, have not even no. gotten that far if that's accurate. Is is it with um, Dave Chappelle? No, I didn't not see Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle in it. Fucking God damn it. Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, I, I haven't seen it, probably. I don't know. Car salesman? No, gas station attendant. Oh God, no! I haven't seen it then. Wow. Jeez. I don't recommend okay. it. <laughs> wow. All right, all right. Fair enough. All right. Scott's just spitting out any movie you can think of that's not even it. So that tells none you, of those were close. Tells you the direction we're going today. I mean, that movie <laughs> is somehow what made Kevin Smith famous and an obsession with comic books. So like, Jim, fine, he's doing I better than I am. I don't know who he is. Oh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I know who that is. He's got a podcast, right? Yeah, he does. And he owns yeah. uh, The Secret Stash in New Jersey. It's a comic book store. I see. Okay. All right. Anything else, Jimmer? No, that's what I got. That's what we watched. All right. Anthony, you're up. Me? Let's All right. Up. Well, I got yeah. around to watching um, not much other than the movie this week, but uh, I did watch Rogue One again. The, you know... Mm-hmm probably in my opinion best star wars movie since the original prequel series i think i like it better than the three movies they just made although it is close with something about um the first one with ray and just seeing um han and chewy like back in the millennium falcon flying around like that just i just couldn't slaps you in the face it does i just i couldn't really help to I couldn't really hate on that movie that much, but Rogue One, like, definitely the better of, like, the Star Wars stories um, that they've come out with so far, and I just think, like, it had a... Well, and the only other one is Han Solo. It's hard to lose. True. Um, But it has a darker tone, and that's even after they had numerous reshoots because Disney demanded that they change it because it was too dark. Um... But we get that awesome scene of like Darth Vader just killing a million people, which I thought was great because you always hear about, or at least in like the books, or even if you know they talk about how ruthless he was and how many people he killed as he was taking his, you know. But it's never on screen. But you never got to see it on screen, so to finally see it, of course, it was a hundred percent fan service. But I didn't really give a fuck because I loved it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was really good, and I really liked that movie. Um, probably about an eight out of ten for me, and I. Like I said, I'd probably rate it as right next to a F- The Force Awakens, but at least tied for first as the best of the last couple Star Wars movies they've made, honestly. I have to yeah. ask you this. Um, how do you feel about them like trying to young down Carrie Fisher in that one? Uh, they did the same thing with one of the generals, too, didn't they? Um, yeah, Grandma. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it didn't look that bad. I mean, of course, they just threw it in there. It didn't look great, though. Like, I mean, the that's my complaint about the movie, one of the biggest ones. It's like they have footage from the 70s when Carrie Fisher was still young, and so, like, it's grainy and old footage, and then they slap that on a 
body doubles uh, face and everything around it is in 4K and that's in 720. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's blatantly obvious. I mean that's for sure. Um, but... Somehow they did way better in um what's it called? The Rise of Skywalker because she had her face in that and that was even after she had passed away too. Right. Do you think mm-hmm. um? Because you saw all of the Mandalorian, obviously season two, right? Mm-hmm. Jim. Jim. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you probably know what happens. What when Luke comes back? Yeah, because he, dude. Yeah, how I've seen footage of it. It two? looks pretty good. Yeah, that didn't. Like, look I think that. they did a much better job there. Right. Okay. So you're spending half hours of time watching fucking Clerks, but you're not gonna get around to Mandalorian season two? I tried. I got bored. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> See, and this is why we need you as a co-host, because sometimes you just ground us from Anthony and I just j- jerking off to some show, because you'll just, you'll level it out every now and then, even though it's the shittiest take of all time, but, you know, I, I love having you, That's Jim. true, I mean, we gotta have both I thought sides. that was the only reason I was here. <laughs> Probably partially true, partially true. I am well, apparently I to... in the middle of season one, episode four. Oh my You didn't even finish God. that. All right. God damn it, Jim. It's further than I made it the first time. I only watched two episodes on first try. Uh, what? Oh, God. All right. Well, uh, for what I'm watching, um, I started the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix, and I'm excited. Uh, these were The first one was pretty fun. It wasn't, you know, a spectacular horror movie, but it was certainly different. Uh, you know, it, it had the gore... But the kills, like, nobody is fucking safe. And and I haven't seen that in a long time in a horror movie where you're like, as a main character, they're safe, and then they just get fucking shredded. It is, like, very unexpected towards the end. Um, but this is the start of three different movies, and I'm going to watch the second one tonight, I think, which is Fear Street 7, 1978. I just watched 1994. It goes backwards, so it starts 1994 then to 1978 then all the way back to 1666 these are all Netflix exclusives right correct i didn't even know these were a thing so when you said that they're good drop them in the middle of summer here like all i know it's super interesting like i want to watch it's 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 right up your alley anthony um the first one i think uh the rotten tomato score on the first one was like 82 uh fan score was like i think 68 so it was a solid movie this next one i'm watching is like 90 90 so I, I'm pretty excited for this one. It's based out of the 70s. You'll love the music in 94. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure the the movie started with Machine Head by Bush, and I was just fucking fired up when that happened. Um, so a lot of good 90s music. I don't know what's going to happen when they go to the 60s. I'm very curious to, to see kind of the, the 1600s, I should say. I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. But if, if it really follows the story of, of a of an arc backwards and it's it's very impressive I'm, I'm really excited to see how they how they pull that shit off um i also finished uh season two of dave today and if yeah i mean the the payoff of this episode like almost makes you cry tears of joy uh i'm not gonna spoil it but like it's just a really it's a really feel-good episode for a series that was like this second season was just dark and there was not a lot of fun happening until the last two episodes but the payoff is fucking phenomenal so highly recommend um you know jumping aboard for dave if you haven't seen it season one is incredible season two was all right but i i mean really i am i love this show i really do so I've never felt more isolated in my life than in our group chat when all you guys are talking about Dave because I've never seen it. I think I think you'd love it, Anthony. I really do. Um, it's funny. The first season is funny as fuck. Like it, for for original comedy, it's it's. Vi- I mean, Little Dicky is like a different level of humor. You know, he's just this odd ass dude. But um, also, I I didn't put it on my list here, but I did start Brooklyn Nine Nine and. I very much am enjoying it. <laughs> very, very, very funny, very fun show. Andy Samberg got me with uh, when we watched um, uh, Palm Springs. Palm Springs you last more. week. I did, and God, he's he's fucking great in this show. So really, really enjoying that. But yeah, um, 
no, guys, watch the Fear Street trilogy because I have a feeling these next two are going to blow me away, and I'm excited. So interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely check them out because, like I said, I had no idea they were even a thing, and then I looked at them. I'm like, yeah. this looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but it is about that time of the week, and I'm trying. You're skipping to over give... one thing. We have um, an extra thing here. We got an email from one of the fans. Oh shit. Subject wow. line, stick to being a movie pod. Oh! What Gentlemen, this is from guest Ben. Um, okay, I get that you're excited about the Bucks, and rightfully so, and I can even understand you going off the rails a bit with their championship victory. After all, it is their first in 50 years. But to use that as ammunition to hate on the Yankees is downright offensive and inaccurate. <laughs> I get why you'd hate the Yankees if they aren't your team, It'd be downright stupid if you didn't. 27 world championships will do that to you. Seven since the Bucks won their last one. So I get the hatred. Yankees fans enjoy the hatred. The inaccuracies not so much, especially when you are spewing these falsities to your 50,000 listeners. The Yankees didn't buy anybody. In fact, they added zero payroll to their bottom line as a result of their acquisitions of Rizzo and Gallo. You can do that in trades, like trading prospects for proven veterans. So, to say they bought them, inaccurate. They gave up prospects just like any other team could do. Second, the Yankees don't even come close to having the highest payroll. The Dodgers have them by about $65 million. That's 31% higher than the Yankees. So oh I get it. God. Haters go and hate. Yankees fans welcome the hate, but with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and when you have 50,000 listeners, you can't, all caps, be spewing these lies. Let's maybe flip the switch back to the movie pod. Not sure sports podcasting is your strong suit. Hashtag Oof. Yankees in five. Oh my god! Are they even, okay? Are they in the playoff race? I saw they won a, they won a few games. I think no, they were like ten. Of the wild are they? Yeah, they're they're coming back. Red Sox have kind of let the foot off the gas. They quite have. A bit yeah, here. I saw that. Um, but wow, uh, what an email! And yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. I mean, we we have talked sports a lot. It's framed our life for a bit, though. Unfortunately, I don't recall ripping on the Yankees that hard. Well, I think there we? were a few passing comments, but you know how that gets in Ben's craw. Yeah, I also will not apologize for being a totally yeah, I'm not irrational Wisconsin sports fan because I am hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like half the shit I say is absurd. I've already said that Brewers, Packers, and Bucks are going to complete the trifecta this year, and that is just asinine comments that. Are very unlikely to happen, but I right, fully checks believe other it. people's bodies can't cash. Oh, for sure, but that's what we do. Yeah. Like nothing is ever good enough in life. No. You have to know that. And, and and anyway, I would just like to ask Ben when the last Yankees World Championship was, though. It's been quite a while. Well, I'm just gonna throw that out. It there. is more recent than the Brewers, though. So, well, I mean, yeah, I fair enough. Anyway. Back, we'll take his advice. Back, back to the movie podcast here. Like you said, haters gonna hate. We're just gonna keep doing what we do. Haters gonna hate. Potatoes gonna potate. You and know, if it generates it the emails we get, then that's fine. More content for us. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking that in in you know about forty weeks here, that's the first email we've gotten from fifty thousand people. That's insane. It's You'd been a while. Be that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah. What are you gonna do? I guess because. You know, as I get interrupted here by the hype horn, <laughs> um, I was just say, hey, any any publicity is good publicity. So hell yeah, we're like the Kardashians. We don't give a shit. Fuck, no. People are talking it's, about I, us. That's the only thing. Help! Damn yeah. right. Skip Bayless, basically. <laughs> okay, so we have a whole right, fucking the... pile of hype this week. Yeah, let's get hyped here, Jim. Where do you want to start? start right at the top of the list quentin tarantino has said that he would like to remake rambo first blood with adam driver playing rambo yeah uh part my ass in a theater i'm there i yeah i mean i'd I, watch that for sure i like <laughs> rambo even if i'm not much of a tarantino fan i think this is kind of just wishful thinking but at the same time it's like if he had you know the ability or or if he would ever take on this project it's definitely he would just want to make it his way you know an ad- adaptation of yeah. and just kind of erase what has happened i mean even how though, many feet shots of rambo in the mud in the forest do you need well i was gonna mm, say even though first blood true. was a great movie it was but well, could you imagine is. one directed by tarantino with adam driver would <laughs> be it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be a trip that's for sure i'm in 
Okay, next piece of hype. Dune isn't even out yet, and Jason Momoa is demanding that uh, there be released a four to six hour long Villeneuve cut. I butcher that guy's name every time. I believe it's Dennis I, Villeneuve is the director. I want to describe a feeling I've had with all this COVID shit pushing movies back, all that. I want to say anti-hype. I've been like off the Dune train because of how much we've heard about it. And it's still not fucking out yet. Like I, I'm kind of losing. Only a couple more here. months. I know, but like I just, I don't yeah, know. that's just it's me. gonna be. Adam's gonna be pissed at that one. It's gonna be so but, good. I think it's uh, gonna be good, but I, the reason I bring this up is because I think it's ridiculous that he's demanding a director's cut, and the movie's not even fucking out. Well, that's that's yeah, the new well, thing, though, James. Every movie needs the quote unquote needs a collector's edition. cut. Snyder cut version of it. You know? Would anybody be mad? I wouldn't be mad. Well, my question is, That's it's like I'm pretty sure they're already making this into two parts, so I don't understand why that it's already two hours and thirty five minutes for a runtime for this first one around. So I don't. What the fuck's he trying to accomplish? He wants this first one to be four to six hours, or just release it all in one? I don't get it. And I do feel like he just wants people to talk about him on occasion. That's the way I felt about Snyder for the longest time. He was commenting on everything and ev- everyone about DC just because he liked to be in the center of attention for a minute. Yeah. Next one, Bam Margera is suing Paramount and Jackass team over getting fired because he was on drugs. Claims he was <laughs> coerced into sucks. signing a wellness agreement without a lawyer present. This guy sucks, Jim man. shows I, like, no emotion for poor Bam. I... I, no, poor I mean, Bam, oh Bam is what made some of those first Jackass movies amazing. I loved him. I know. He's, and part of it was because he was fucking cold it's a, Guys, it's, he's claiming it's a Britney Spears situation. Take really? advantage of. Free Bam. Yep. Well, I'm, okay, it's different, though, because Britney wasn't hitting herself in the nuts like Bam Margera was for his, like, I mean, it's a different type of story here. <laughs> Like it, not apples and oranges. Like, come on, dude was ramming his head into walls and shit. Like, I, I don't know. But anyway, I can't. I believe they also put him at the top of one of those like strongman things with the hammer and the bell, and they put a dildo on it and rocketed up to his. I butt. think that definitely happened into his ass. I can't believe amazing there's an, content. There's right another there. one coming. All yeah, of the originals soon. are on Paramount Plus. It's maybe some of the best content they got. Probably. Yeah, I mean. You can never go wrong watching a jackass movie, though. Just, just, just makes you laugh. That's so ridiculous. Classic, classic guy stuff. Next, we got some casting news. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Louise Guzman have been cast in the upcoming Netflix Adams Family show. Mm. All right. I didn't even know they were making an Adams Family show. I'm not sure that uh, there's much talk about it other than this casting because I feel like these are pretty big gets. I'm assuming they're probably playing the the parents. Yeah, Mortician, I don't know his name. Yeah, me either. I was ever a big Adams Family guy, so I don't know. Neither was I. Yeah. Then they did the animated movie from, I think, Universal a while back. Yeah. I think it made yeah. pretty good money. I mean, it's definitely Next popular, things... so, I mean, Netflix is just content machine right now, so. Yeah, anything they can get rights to, they're going to pump right. out. Right. Scarlett Johansson and Disney have totally cut ties with one another, one another, and she's been removed from the upcoming Tower of Terror movie that she was set to star in. Uh, okay. It's pretty big news. Um, no, I didn't know anything and, about and, this upcoming movie, but just losing her in general is like one of the top female actresses. Yeah, because right she's now. beyond a big name. Right. I don't know if we talked about this or not, but like, is Disney the one to be upset with here, or is it her shit ass lawyer who probably didn't figure this out? Like, I mean, well, no, what because happened? she had her contract with Marvel, and they said Marvel was pushing for a theater release. Kevin Feige like promised, or they had it in the contract. It was supposed to be a theater only release. Then COVID happens. Disney steps in because they own Marvel and says this is what we're fucking doing. I guess. Um. I mean, so like, here's they. The- in my mind, they truly did breach the contract Disney did by making Marvel release it on Disney+. Plus. Right. Nobody's going to theaters right now, and I don't think this would have made a big difference, though. That's where I'm kind of like, yeah, she might have gotten a little bit more money, but, I mean, if you're going to a theater right now, you really want to. Like, I Just do. Just saying she lost out but... on 20 mil, apparently. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I, I, you know, I just think that that's it's a shitty situation, like... But yeah, so Disney straight up dumped her. Wow. Um, 
Well, did they dump her or did she dump them? I believe they dumped her is the way I read it. Really? Because she was all pissed off and like... Yeah, and like, like not making good press for them, which Disney wants to be the family company. They never want to do wrong by anybody. Even though they're a I greedy mean, corporation that doesn't give a fuck about you or your family. That's what I'm saying. Like, they've gotten through some shit. Like, who cares? Yeah. I'm not saying that they're great, but I'm a shareholder. They've made me a little bit of money. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, next piece of hype. Pepsi is making hard Mountain Dew products. They will be Mountain Dew, cherry, and watermelon flavored. <laughs> I can't wait for the news story that a parent bought their kid a 12-pack of Mountain Dew thinking it was regular shit. Then their kid is totally shit-canned and they get a ticket. Oh, why I'm waiting I, for that, too. I was going to say on this, I have a take about it. I have tried to mix vodka with Mountain Dew. It doesn't work very well. And also, like, whenever I'm doing that, I'm already really fucked up. Like, if, I, if yeah, I'm like, ah, just I've got totally some Mountain trashed Dew. Then. Yeah, it's like I'm out of Sprite. I'll switch to Mountain Dew. That's not, that's not a good decision. So, right yeah, that's there. not sound logic. My question is, though, do we know if this is going to be, like, their version of a fucking seltzer, and it's going to be, like... It's going to yeah, be. Yeah, because I, I can't see them just They're making, like, They're going to be in like tall a, boys. I can't see them making, like, a like a 250 calories, 900 grams of sugar fucking alcohol drink, because no one's going to buy it. You know? I just, I, that's the thing, yeah, like... because that'll I, give you gut rot right. real quick. Sugar drinks don't do it for me anymore. Like, when I was 21 and wanted a vodka Red Bull, like, yeah, let's go. But now I'm, like... I know the feeling of my heart when I have those. I don't want that feeling. I hate it. I, so I might have to have one I this weekend. Is, are, are they out now? Oh, no, vodka yeah. Red Bull? Oh, no. Just one, maybe. Because <laughs> I think I'm going to have to try I'll, this when I'll it get Rob. Out. I'll get Rob to have one with me, no doubt. Of course you yeah. will. Robert is the most easiest peer-pressured 28-year-old man I know. <laughs> like, it's like... You bet you won't do it. Fucking bet I will. Like we we we've said before, he's like Fat Mac and Always Sunny. It's mo- it's very accurate. Oh, like, for it, sure. He is he is Mac from It's Always Sunny. Hundred so. percent. But yeah, yeah. Fuck. Uh, Anthony, don't do it. Don't do vodka rebels. That's I'll send you a snap. Uppers and yikes. yikes. Send it to the group snap so I can see too. Will do. Uh, here's what I want you to say. I want you to be sipping the vodka Red Bull with like some Blink 182 playing and just scream like Shooters is open or something. You know, like Jesus. give a little shout out. It's got to play What's Shooters My Age again. That's the perfect. Hell yeah! I'll take over. I got that. the TouchTunes app. I usually invade any bar I, where I'm at and just run the machine. You're, you know, what most people don't know about my cousin Anthony here is, man. I mean, his, his and I's music taste line up very similarly when it comes to drinking but if you don't like it i don't like you that's that's where i'm at with his playlist they're they're phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal yeah i so. pride myself on my golf playlist um it's right at like four hours and eight minutes of runtime so it's like perfect for like four man scramble 18 holes nice so it's like nice as soon as you like basically finish the 18 three and that song's usually wrapping up or there might be one more so I love Does it, it yeah. end on "I'm All Right"? No, I just put it Kenny on. Loggins. I put it on "Scramble." That's a good one to add to the to the list, though. <laughs> put it on "Scramble." That's the best. Way. I might have to. I might have to call one out for. That's a good one. Reminds me of Caddyshack. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Next yeah. piece of hype we got is uh, this one comes from recurring guest Adam Sabine Wren, a character from Star Wars Rebels, will apparently appear in the live action Ahsoka series with Rosario Dawson. <laughs> Dude, she Adam, apparently had Adam's the dark got... saber for a while. I don't know much about that because that was explored in Mandalorian more than anything else I've seen. I love that we have some pieces of hype that Adam's just like Adam add these into the show, and he's got so much real estate on this pod that we'll just do so, it. You know, like I, I, we don't know yeah, enough. There's a really but, important yeah. one I, mean, I actually missed. I feel bad because I've seen both seasons, unlike Jim, but he probably knows. Was she in? <laughs> Mandalorian, Sabine, Ahsoka. No, not Ahsoka. Sabine was not, no? but Ahsoka okay. absolutely was. Right. I do know that. Yeah, she was in it. Yeah, just short. Uh, yeah, but well, Jim wouldn't know. But so yeah. apparently, um, also in Sonic the Hedgehog two, we've gotten a casting for Knuckles. It's going to be Idris Elba. He's on a roll. Interesting. He's on a roll. He just wants to sign up for shitty movies. Dude, I mean, can Another you like, like right now? He's just like, he's he's just. He's just cashing checks right now. He's a genius. Oh, like, yeah. I love it. Big bag getter. So, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Jeopardy I has announced that they will have two permanent hosts to replace Alex Trebek. 
The first one will be executive producer Mike Richards. He will host the daily version of the show. And Mayim Bialik from uh, Big Bang Theory will host tournaments and miniature spinoffs. Mm. You guys are like Jeopardy fans, aren't you? Well, I like Jim's Jeopardy a quite a bit. Jim's a massive Jeopardy fan. I don't watch Jeopardy often enough, fan. but... Yeah. Are you okay with current those? guy right now is like fourth biggest uh, winner right now. Do you wish it was Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I could give a flying fuck if it was Aaron Rodgers. Mm. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I don't think he's got this like magnetic personality that everyone in Green Bay seems to think. He's I fine. I think half they of probably the don't think that so much anymore. Think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he threw his hissy fit. Oh uh, yeah. Shots fired. There goes recurring guest Aaron Rodgers. God damn it, Jim. Aaron, come on the pod and tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay, right. last thing. TikTok stars Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio are getting their own original, like, keeping up with the Kardashian-style show on on Hulu. So where did we? What did we do wrong? One. This app didn't That's get on TikTok. This app called TikTok comes out. People throw their wrists around like this and dance and now they're fucking multi-millionaires with their own Anthony, TV show. I don't that, understand. That woman has a hundred million followers. I don't get it. Their parents like took him out of school million. and moved him to like the West Coast to like get famous on social media. I... Jim, because if they throw a Nike logo in their dance, that's like a billion dollars. It's stupid. I'm aware. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. And, and Anthony, you're right. I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess we weren't charismatic as kids. I, I, I thought we were, much, our chubby our asses opportunity were. Was fine stars, when we, we were totally 15, 16 years it. old, Scott, we could have we could have done something. <laughs> it's It doesn't make sense, though. Like, these people are famous because they're famous. They're not famous because of something they've done. It's just, it's like people are like, oh, yeah, they're I, famous, so they're famous now. I know. I just, it's too bad that we just... Anything I ever tried to do, I just had Mel Gibson in my ear. You're not going to get famous. <laughs> You're not going to get fa- Okay, but here's the thing. Like, are they that attractive that they're this... I Like, what She's is She's also, it? like, 16, Charlie is. I, I'm not saying I... That wasn't an indictment of myself here. I'm, I'm just asking... I don't know. What, what happened, man? Like... You pop off. God, can you imagine... It's all about going viral. Can you imagine being 16 years old and having a hundred million people like caring about you? I mean, come on! What the fuck? I don't know. That's insane. It it, it doesn't make. Well, sense. and at some point, I apparently, don't... like they did a video of like the two of them like being upset or like faking that they hated like their personal chef's food that they made for him, and know, she I lost like a few long. million followers like over the weekend, and she was crying and posting on TikTok again. You know the important oh, God, things. It's just. It's not even a real life. It's insane. I don't. I don't understand it. Uh, yeah. I. I don't know. I got nothing there. Like I. I just don't get the whole. We're famous because we're famous. Because like that's exactly what this is. And I'm. They were at the NBA All Star Weekend and uh, like three years ago, and they were in this dunk contest. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Now I'm like, oh my god. Like they were more famous than the players. Well. That that <laughs> I don't know if it was great. There's one other like maybe it was her name Addison Ray. I think she was on. Yeah, she's like getting into real acting now apparently. Which okay, I haven't seen anything. Maybe she'll be good. Whatever. But she these people the dance. She was on like Jimmy Fallon and just doing TikTok dances because that's yeah, what you're dude, famous she, for. Like what Dana. Dana White hired her to interview at UFC, and she just got belligerently drunk and like shook hands with Donald Trump, and like that was what she did. Like that was her whole weekend, oh and she probably made like a million dollars. Like she's I, apparently going to be in the Netflix Dana she's White all that reboot. Dana White, I do yeah. a mean Bruce Buffer impersonation, so he does. I, he do- oh I could my offer God. a lot he more does. than Addison Rae at a UFC event. Just saying. And Dana, Dana's probably sitting there like you're like the eighth drunk guy today. I don't. Who was yeah, I don't. Whatever. Yeah. The last yeah. thing we got is something I just find a little bit funny. Suicide Squad has had to continue adjusting their promotional material online as their Rotten Tomatoes score has slipped all the way down to a 91%. So they what had to take they? down the ones. They were like rated 100% fresh, you know, and they had to keep adjusting Whoa. it over and over over the course of like the week. And I just think that's funny. <sighs> Why don't why don't the critics all come out at the same time? 
because some of them are they're printed in periodicals that don't all come out at the same time. Well, that's just stupid. I mean, that, I mean, I mean not all the magazines I mean, come out on the same day, or all the papers. You know, I want to I want to complain about some high porn over. Yes, um, high porn. I was at Walmart. I was at Walmart. The Milwaukee Bucks Sports Illustrated issue was there for sale. How much do you think it was for the magazine? Like twenty four dollars. Sixteen dollars for a magazine. What the fuck is that? Like, it's a piece of paper. I don't know. It's yeah, glossy. but they know schmucks like you want. Well, it. I'm probably gonna go to the exactly. local Barnes and Noble and buy like fucking two fantasy football fucking magazines for the year and have yeah, to do it. It'll, be, it'll probably be forty dollars for the two of them. Speaking of which, I have a I have a fantasy draft tonight for a dynasty league. I have done zero well, research. If you can draft the rookie running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you might as well do it. Okay, who's his name? I can't. I can't even think of it right now. She's Perfect. From, That's he's all from I Alabama. Need. That's all I need. Good tip. Good tip. Thank you, Najee yeah. Harris. Najee. Boom. There you go. If you're li- oh, this won't go live on Monday. Didn't you so get Aaron Rodgers in like the first round? I think the year we played fantasy. I, together. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done that. There's no way. Um, why would I do that? Probably not. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't understand fucking fantasy football. It Jason no, led me I to got... the win. It doesn't yeah, really dude, pay Jim, to take Jim got a quarterback his... in the first round. Jim was on a team. Um, the 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 guy's name was uh, Jason Steers, or well, I, I'll edit that out. <laughs> they, they they this guy was his first name was Jay, and then wait, how did this happen again, Jim? How did the name J T Barrett come about? Because um, it was J T Barrett fifty cal because it was like the Barrett fifty cal from Modern Warfare. I see. I see. And JT Barrett is a football player. That's right. So anyway, point being, that's the whole reason Jim was on this team was the name. I just fronted half the cash, and then I got half the winnings. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate that. So you were just like a co-owner. Yeah, and we were runner-ups, too. It wasn't even the Super Bowl we won. Jim was Jerry Jones, Wow, without the GM control. Correct. Yeah, his son, Stephen Jones. Should I be insulted right Steven. now, or should no. I be like proud of myself because like they're both billionaires? You just know how to yeah, put I'll yourself with that. the right people. Yeah, I did take one guy off but of you... our lineup one day because he was going to be he had a buy that week, so I put someone else no. in with the highest listen to that. projected listen, points. Listen to that. That's how you win fantasy football that. games. In case you didn't know, it is sometimes Hell people yeah. overthink. You just go with the most projected, and you it's probably better off. You know. I like to. I talk myself circles when I'm I'm doing my fantasy drafts like an idiot. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I, I I you're better off just making split second decisions in my. You opinion, could probably have a better chance. I bet I would have a better chance auto drafting than picking my own team. Yeah, because I just fuck 100%. myself over every the year. Is I don't know how to yep. make any fucking trades or like who's worth trading for. I would just look at how many points they've had and how many their projected points are. If you ever find yourself in a league gym, all I would suggest is like find someone you trust. And, like, let mm-hmm. them, even if they're in the same league, just don't get taken advantage of by people being like, oh, I'm going to send them a trade and make it look good, but it's, you're probably getting screwed over. I don't know. Right, yeah. That's what you can't let happen. Because then the just integrity... advertise that you're the football idiot. Right. Well, then the integrity of the yeah. league goes down, and it's a whole mess. You don't want that. Mm. Then it's basically yeah. the XFL, right? That's right. This is the XFL! <laughs> The Rock's taking over that, so who knows? Well, that's you know? probably the best I mean, person. As in, like, he's buying it, or it. um, he already he already did. A while back, a while back, he did. So, all right, well, it's movie time. Uh, we're gonna talk about Suicide Squad twenty twenty one. Suicide Squad. The Suicide yeah. Squad. Is that how they got around? He just added the okay. to it. Jim, Jim, do you have the IMDb summary? Are we not going to Wikipedia? That's what we did last time. I will go to Wikipedia right Scott's, now if you want me to. I got it here. All right, let's hear it. The government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, and others, to the remote enemy-infused island of Cordo Maltese. Armed with high-tech weapons, they trek through the dangerous jungle to a search-and-destroy mission, with only Colonel Rick Flagg on the ground to make them behave. Directed by James Gunn, uh, released on August 6th, so it's really brand new. <laughs> Starring Idris Elba, Viola Davis, Michael Rooker, Joel Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, Flew LeBorg, Pete Davidson, and Margot Robbie. Uh, All right. 
Well, so what we decided to do for this pod is just kind of pick a character arc uh, and, and, and kind of walk through the movie with that arc. Uh, I chose Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie's character. Um, Jim, who'd you choose? I chose Ratcatcher 2. Uh, Anthony kind of cheated. Well, I just took the dynamic. See, I didn't know we were just... Yeah, whatever. I took the basically the dynamic between Bloodsport and Peacemaker, which is... I- it's a good, Idris Elba it's a good and John pick. Cena, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So um, I'll I'll start because I think, in my opinion, Harley Quinn is what made this movie good. Like, it was my favorite part of the movie. Um, yeah, for like I an pick... hour, she dances around in a dress for all the DC simp's. Well, okay. Every time she's dancing, that, that scene, I want to point that one out in particular. She was trying to get some, she she was going to get married to, what's this guy? Who was A he? A dictator like, of uh, Porto Maltese. Yeah. Yeah. And, and secretly he's trying to take advantage of Harley. Like, I think, you know, she, she there's a red flag, basically. And there's this whole scene of them basically, well, first they bang. Which is very aggressive, very aggressive. Um, there, it is a lot of broken stuff. They wake up in a trashed room after she's done, and then he's talking to her like totally normally, like "I need your love." All this, boom, shoots him in the fucking chest out of nowhere, and she said something like, "When I see a red flag, I have to, you know." Well, she said take, after her take, last breakup, she said she wouldn't accept any more red flags. Which her last joke breakup would be the Joker, of course. Um, I I loved this scene. I after this, she gets held, she gets captured, and she's held in a cell. I loved this scene the most because we didn't get to see enough of Harley Quinn being a badass. Like we we don't we didn't get enough. I never saw Birds of Prey. So I think that this scene was kind of an, a nod to Birds of Prey a little bit. Is that well, accurate, Jim? I was going to say that... I don't that think so. Birds of Prey was For not how very good. terrible Birds of Prey was, I think they took this opportunity to kind of make up for a lot of that and basically yeah. created Harley Quinn's own movie within this movie, you know? Yeah, yeah because for whatever and reason, they still won't give her a movie. Because which is what she, people actually she want. is the most popular dc character or i mean that might be a stretch but maybe she is right now um so she's the one that all the horny teenagers want to see sure yeah and the girl just the teenagers but i mean i think for how bad you know her quote-unquote own movie was i feel like they definitely like took this chance to like let her shine a little bit here at least in this part of the part stretch of the movie you know yeah, and she just, I mean, she takes machine guns and is just taking people out, like, left and right, while flowers are just flying out of her. It's a, it's a pretty cool scene. And this entire time, the rest of the Suicide Squad was planning to uh, try to come in and get her. And then she just walks outside and is like, what are you guys doing? And and they're like, we were coming to get you. What the fuck? And she's like, I can go back inside. <laughs> yeah, so and, for, like, a third and... of the movie, she's just a MacGuffin. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna take, I'm going to have a really hot take here. I think that Margot Robbie is one of the best actresses of our generation. I'm gonna throw it out there. I don't think that's a hot take in the slightest. I think I like honestly every single thing she's in, she's incredible. I mean, yes, very attractive, but incredibly talented. I, in in my opinion, so I I want to see more and more of of movies with her in it because I think it's it's just getting better and better ever since obviously her big. I guess her big break would be The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, and she was phenomenal in that too. But her as Harley Quinn is just incredible. So Yeah, and whether or not you want to get into the argument of how she didn't have enough lines or something, but she's done, you know, the big art house movies too, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or the you know, the critically acclaimed mm-hmm. films. Like, yeah, she's her range is pretty good and and like you said, I have really haven't seen anything with her in it that I really haven't liked. Even the movie she did with Will Smith was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, the ga- the like the gambling one. one. So, yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't argue too much against you with you saying she's probably one. Of, she's definitely one of the best going right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. thing I want to call out about Harley Quinn in this movie is that she wears a ridiculous amount of plot armor. True. 
She is not at ever at any one point at risk. Which we learned that like well, most of the people are at risk. Like like we said, I mean, spoiler alert, because if you're wa- listening to this podcast, you should probably watch the movie. Um, most yeah, of them die. Close. You know, even Captain. Yeah, they kill off like thirty percent of their cast in the first. 10 yeah, minutes. I mean, even Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang, who was from the original or the first one, I should say, dies immediately. Um, so and even Pete Davidson's character, you know, like a pretty well-known actor or at least well-known person in society just gets killed his character gets killed immediately so it's like you don't really know which way they're going with this but um but yeah she's it just kind of is a little distracting for how easy everyone else can get killed but i get it she's you know like one of the main characters but still it's it makes it a little less believable when they introduced slipknot in the last movie and he was in it for five minutes and then they blew up his head people threw the hugest hissy fit that they introduced him just so that they could kill somebody. And that's exactly what they did this time with Blackguard, Mongal, TDK, Savant, Captain Boomerang, and Javelin, all introduced solely so that they could be killed in the first ten minutes. What about Weasel? And not actually given any story. Mm, Weasel survives. I know. I love Weasel. (laughs) Ridiculous character. Just drowns at first. Did anyone check if the Weasel could swim? Oh my god, that was funny. I like that. Well, um, Michael Broker, right? Rucker. He's the one. Yeah. Rooker. It They so set it up that he was going to be like a main character that I kind of liked this where they just get wiped out and he's like running like running away like a bitch and just gets smoked. It, it, I mean, I, I like that scene quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, um, I'll, I'll stop with my character arc there. I mean, uh, Harley from there doesn't... I mean, she's she kind of blends into the plot after at that point. But I just wanted to point out that I think that these movies are successful big part due to her. Large part due to her. No so. doubt. Um, I guess, Jim, do you... I think that would be... Or who do you want, me? We could say... Seg- let's segue to you because we'll, we'll pick up right when... That Idris Elba and John Cena meet in jail there. Right, when they're at the, like, the recruiting process. So you can tell that they're like basically two of the same... I mean, even their description, they're lethal with like anything in their hands, I believe, is like the same description they use to just, you know, their their skills. Um, and they even make a joke about it, I think. But, yeah, I mean, they're clearly like the same character. Um, and you can tell there's going to be some sort of butting aheads, you know, half-ass rivalry. Um, but once we're on the beach, you know... Bloodsport, Idris Elba's character kind of takes charge because um, he was meant to be the leader even that's how Viola Davis's character wanted it but yeah so like for the rest of the movie we get like <laughs> the entire scene with them going through that army camp like oh. trying to one up one up each other with like ridiculous kills so I thought that was great and then like to find out that they're all just rebel freedom <laughs> fighters <laughs> was just like <laughs> What the fuck? I literally was Perfect. like, couldn't believe it when they flipped the screen back and there's um, fucking Joel Kinnaman, uh, what the fuck's his name now? Colonel Rick Flag. Yeah, Flag just hamming it up with like the leader of the rebels. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, and he was our first MacGuffin. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, his purpose at the end comes back a little bit, but I agree. I mean, he's hardly in it. It feels like I don't know. It's, it's because he is hardly in yeah. it. He goes down yeah. with the team that gets destroyed and then somehow escapes into the jungle on this island. Right, right. And then gets picked up by the Freedom Fighters, which is where I kind of left off here. But, yeah, so, like, going forward, like, I don't know. I just felt that their dynamic throughout This Is Peacekeeper and, and Bloodsport was something that the first movie didn't have. Like, they, none of the characters seemed to mesh too great except for maybe harley and flag they had a pretty good dynamic in the first one and that continued here but um just john cena's like deadpan comedy is just like completely on point and like idris elbow who's not really known for being like in a, in a comedic, comedic role sort of say but he feeds off very well like um i just thought they played off each other great um I don't know. I thought that part really carried the movie along with, you know, maybe Harley. But other than that, like, most of the characters are pretty forgettable, except for maybe the giant shark. Um, 
King Shark's pretty funny throughout. Yeah. But Nanawa, yeah, yeah, he was so pretty good. Stallone, yeah, man. that was yeah, that was a big get for the cast for sure. Because that's yeah, a was. that's a piece they can mark, you know, a character they can market going forward. You know, like it's basically their version of Groot, essentially. Um, yeah, and it's no surprise that James Gunn, you know, has his hands tied. He wrote and directed this film, so yeah, I mean, Bloodsport basically is Deadshot from the first one, but not you know and i think to bring a blood sport is 100 percent a dead shot clone yeah but i yeah. think it's kind of like an f you to will smith for not like signing on to do another one or something so they probably just tried to do some sort of same character i think with will smith like if it was dead shot i think that would have been equally as good i mean him playing off john cena i think would have been you know every bit as funny or you know who knows i mean it could have been a totally different movie but i thought both of them together really did a good job and I thought it just added something that the first film didn't have was that like just perfect like comedic duo because the first one was so dark and they tried to overdo it you know it's I don't know somewhere I think that's where this one succeeded where the first one failed at least in this instance this one did have more humor than the first one that's for sure um so I guess I'll chat about Ratcatcher a little bit so she's just kind of around for the beginning of the movie. She has a device that allows her to control rats, and Bloodsport is apparently deathly afraid of rats, which is kind of funny. It is fun, yeah. Um, she doesn't play a major role in the movie until right at the end. So Bloods, the team was sent into Cordo Maltese to destroy some records because uh, the government there, under the help of Thinker, were experimenting on a huge fucking starfish called Starro, who spits out littler starfishes that face hug people's faces, and it then consumes like psychic energy from them. Apparently, the U.S. government is who found Starro floating in space and brought him back to Earth, and so they decided to make a deal with the Cordo Maltese government um, to do the experiments there rather than do it on their own soil so that they could deny anything happened. So the whole point of Amanda Waller sending the team in is to destroy the records, showing that the U.S. was involved. So that is our third and final MacGuffin, because that was really necessary. (laughs) Uh, Peacemaker pulls a thing of records out of a computer, and Bloodsport takes it from him because he wants to release it to the world. Um, But... uh, Ratcatcher sees them fighting about it, and she was kind of idolizing Peacemaker to one degree or another. Um, but when she sees this, she then takes the records and makes sure that uh, they get back to Bloodsport. Yeah, because that's after he killed Flag in that correct in that like basement. You know. Oh yeah, you're right because it was Flag and Peacemaker fighting right. over it. I was, forgetting. which was pretty shocking. I didn't think they'd kill Flag. So like, it was a good was, kill. Yeah, that was, was really the only kill. one that mattered. Right. Because um, you zoom in right on Flag's heart there too, and you get the full just ah, that, you can feel it. It was good. It was good kill, and, and you kind of grew to love Flag a little bit in this movie. So. Towards the end, but like we talked about, you know, a little bit, he was hardly. He didn't Not feel like much. he was in it that much. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with the U.S. government being the bad guy, but those stories feel like they're a dime a dozen. Well, um, I mean, now that we we've kind of touched on each character. Let's put this into like coffee time a little bit. A couple things I need to talk about. One, the starfish. Uh, Thinker and Starro are think? not compelling villains. It was fucking stupid. Terrible choice. It was. It was so weird with the whole things flying on your face. Like it still kind of worked because I think the way James Gunn directed this, he put a lot of goofy like like lettering in it and and like just kind of cartoonish type stuff so that's why it kind of still worked but it was pretty bad like it was pretty weird well and when you fight the starfish at the end you know you'd think that you would get to see everyone show up with some sweet powers but no decent fight whatsoever not really it was pretty generic i mean to go off back to your character i mean rat catcher her biggest thing was basically the end when she calls in all the rats that yeah. kind of overcome Starro as you know as they fought off like the the dead whatever you want to call them zombie the st- psychically controlled right people. right so it's like you know they're trapped on this island i'm assuming that Starro could have got off at some point and been a bigger threat but yeah he's really just going around i believe it can fly destroying the city 
Um, yeah. It's it's much like the first in that the villains were just too weak to really consider. You know, it's it's one thing that, um, you know, with these Suicide Squad characters, it's like, well, who do you have them fight, you know? Because they're kind of villains in their own right, but I don't know. It's it kind of except that they took absolute unknowns for this movie, which I think was a mistake. At least in the prior yeah. movie, you actually recognize those names of the characters. Here, it was basically so James Gunn could do whatever that he wanted, and I don't think it worked very well. Right. Ratcatcher yeah. is a good character, but Polka Dot Man, fucking pointless. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He, As he are Javelin okay and all the ones that they did kill. They killed them off because they don't fucking matter. Right. Well, you know, and, and you know, one thing I wanted to point out, too, um, I, I really like Viola Davis's character. I like I like her a lot, and I think they... She's a great sleazy government stooge. They make a mistake by not letting her go to that level of anger she did in the fight with Idris Elba in the beginning. Like, when those two are yelling at each other, I want a whole fucking movie with that. Well, she was gonna when kill she's him. just... Well, yeah, beca- well, and, uh... Yeah, and then her she... staff clocked her in the back of the head. Right, right. So I like that. I need more of that. I need more of that evil Viola Davis. And, and you know, I need more of Idris Elba screaming because he is an intimidating fucking wow. dude. And, I mean, Viola, da- Viola Davis, too. If you've seen How to Get Away with Murder... She is a fucking, she's a bad woman. Oh my god, great show by the way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, it was. I don't know, like a lot of it I liked, but there was definitely some parts where, you know, like the villains, and I almost thought that all of the, you know, artsy, like Scott said, it. I mean, it it helped in some points because it matched the tone of the villain. You know, so it was so the. The movie itself was so flamboyant and colorful, like, you know, that one scene when they show up in the van, when they get to Jotunheim, and it's, like, all raining, but, like, super bright out. I don't, I didn't quite understand what was going on there, like, nobody could see anything, but, um, I just, I found some of it, like, almost distracting and too goofy. You know, I like, I generally like the tone of this movie much more than the first one, but it it almost overdid it to a point where it kind of hurt it a little bit, I thought. I don't know. I firmly believe this movie is really overrated, and Hollywood just wants to give uh, James Gunn a blowjob. <laughs> okay, so Jim, I want to get to scores, and I want to start with you. That's what I want to do right now. I've given her a 5 out of 10. We're... This movie was okay, not look. good. It did not advance the DC universe in the slightest. They literally you know, exist I outside was... of it, so they don't matter. I was giving you shit in the beginning, Um I fully echo what you're saying. I did score it a 6 out of 10. This movie was not that good. Like, I I genuinely was really excited, and this is where you got to sometimes not listen to Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I had fun with it for, like, the first half, um, but towards the end, the fighting scene kind of bored me, and I it was like, It is ridiculously overlong to its 2 hours and 12 minutes, and the first hour, they're right. just wandering around in a fucking jungle. Right. Thank God there were some really good acting performances in it because without those, this plot isn't that good. Um, like, you know, the villain's not memorable. Um, John Cena was used really well in it. I think that's what gives me points to like six. Uh, Idris Elba was awesome. You know, Harley, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie was awesome. But honestly, six out of 10, I think, is a pretty fair score. I would give the original Suicide Squad a five, so I do think this is still better, but it's not by much. <laughs> it's really not by that much. Yeah. Anthony. Uh, yeah, I mean, we pretty much described most of of what we thought, you know, in our in our rundowns here. Um, I gave it a six. Also, uh, I thought Jim was gonna be a lot wow. lower, to be honest. But yeah. Um, and I'm right there with you, Scott. I think I might have even said it on previous podcasts we've talked about the other suicide squad i i was at a five two on that like that one that first half when you're introducing all the characters for some reason just the tone and the pace of that movie i loved to start and then just the introduction of like the witch character and how she can easily just steal her heart back and like all that stuff just got you know it the second half really fell apart this one i don't know maybe there's a lot of scenes that drug on again i really liked you know the dynamic and chemistry between Bloodsport and Peacemaker, and that's evident that they did too because John Cena 
survives at the end. I don't know if you guys saw the post credit scene or not. Yeah, there's a post credit scene. So they're going <laughs> to give him a movie now that I just have no faith in being any good. You think they'll have his own movie mm. or just put him in the next Suicide Squad? One or the other. Right. Because James Gunn apparently is talking with DC about doing more movies. Fair enough. I don't know. Uh, He's going to be... This felt like yeah. a Marvel crossover too, to be honest, with all of the characters, mm-hmm. or well, actors, I should say, that, that played... They just need to stay in their lane, honestly. It, like, make your dark, fucked up movies. That's what I want from DC, and that's not amen. what this was. Right. Yes, that's and there I was agree. some dark, but like I said, I mean, I think there was only, they overdid it. Like, I don't mind comedic relief, and I think James Gunn is the right guy to maybe bring that in, but like I said, it was too, like, flamboyant or over the top, almost to a point where it was, like, distracting. They tried to make it a comedy, and that's not what it should be. Right, right. So, yeah. I think, I think you know six is a fair score um i i i was hoping to get to like at least a seven or something but you know it it's it's a decent movie i'm glad i watched it and i'll probably watch it again at some point but it's fun yeah Yeah, i mean it's like it's fun it's a good action you know it's a good sunday afternoon movie but it's not like what what it got scored on on these critic scores was way too fucking high like i i don't know who controls this shit (laughs) But having that as a 97 and 98 for like two weeks is absurd. Like, I, I don't get that. Right. Well, and that at doesn't all. mean that they're rating it like a 9.7 out of 10. 97% I know, means but... 97% of the reviews are positive. Right, when that's just which over Which means like, that they're probably rated higher than a 5. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and what's the IMDb on this right now? Seven and a half is user like score. A... Mm, yeah that's pretty the metacritic yeah, was like okay. 70 something i think right which is still okay. a good movie but i don't know i thought it was gonna yeah, be better it, yeah and and we our scoring would be a 5.67 it's hard yep Oof. is it i don't know i don't know i mean i think on our scale i think that's pretty good however um signs is at a i believe a 9.3 yeah signs is really no. high it's a, it's stupid it's a great movie <laughs> I love that that's, like, number one on our list. That's amazing. Speaking of movies that will be really high on our list, I want to talk about what we're watching next week. Um, Anthony, how do I start with with our relationship to this franchise? I don't know. It it almost means as much as, like, say, a Signs or or a Shaun of the Dead, you know? Yeah. So so we're going to be reviewing the original Saw movie next week. Um, and, And back in the day... Anthony and I on Halloween's when these would come out when we were like what I don't know fourteen and fifteen, we our asses would be planted in the theater every year that they'd come out with one of these, and sure as shit there are about nine of them now, something like that. Uh, Correction, there's, signs there's, is a flat nine. Flat nine. Okay. All right. Still one enough. of our highest Maybe. though for sure. Yeah, but yeah we're gonna we're gonna be taking a look into the life of Jigsaw and I'm I'm pretty excited about it. The first movie is actually a pretty oh, good I'd say it's movie, one of the best in my opinion probably one the first of the best time you horror watch movies. saw is a formative experience yeah. one of the best horror I will movies say in the last 20 25 years I bet I will say though you will rewatch this Anthony and if you haven't seen it in a while it some things do not hold up and <sighs> I bad. and I'm really excited to talk about them I'm going to tell you right now what I'm talking about next week Danny Glover that's what I will be talking about next week, and I am very excited. I will about say it. one of probably one of the best, you know. I mean, whatever the movie's been out for God knows how many years already, but one of the best first time viewing reaction movies, you know. Oh yeah. To, for the ending, like is insane, insane. Also, it bears saying that it's currently streaming on HBO Max. Perfect. Yeah. Um. But one one thing in particular I want to point out, and I'll talk about this next week. But if you're if you're gonna watch. I want you to to take note of the reason each person gets put into a trap. I want that to be put in... Because this is what I meant on the rewatch, Anthony. Some of them are fucking stupid. Like, I couldn't believe this. So, we'll talk about this next week. But this this was enough for them to be put into a death yeah, trap for this decision for that they just made. you took painkillers or something. <laughs> It's much worse than that. There's one where I'm like, holy shit, no way. But we'll we'll get to it next week. Um, And then following that, we have a huge podcast, number 50, um, 
Do we do we want to announce it right now? Have we announced it? I think it we've yet? said it. I thought we said it last time. It's a big deal. Okay, well, episode 50 will be Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. The start of it all, and uh, I can't wait to fucking I think I speak for everyone, and at least Adam, too. It's it's probably one of the pod's favorite movies, I'd say. Or at least... <sighs> Without dude, a doubt. Going, yeah, if you talk about it can as a not whole. wait to... Cannot wait to go to the Shire, yep. man. Just Howard yes, Shore, take go. me away with that amazing score. Yes. <laughs> Ready to be lost. Yes, yes. All Whenever right. I go well, on like a vacation where I have to fly, I love having random like uh, Lord of the Rings music be part of my playlist. For sure. Just feel like going on a quest. It's <laughs> awesome, dude. So, uh, Anthony, I you know I I gotta give you that. This is pretty funny. One time I was on my Spotify, and Anthony Wiltinger was listening to to was in the side. Um, and it was it was the Riders of Rohan. Damn right, from, from Two Towers. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, I got it, I got to do it. So that's on my workout playlist now. Dude, there's nothing like it. Gets you pumped up every no, time. No, not. All there for. All right, well, Jim, why don't you tell people what our our Twitter handle is? As always, you can follow us on Twitter at weave underscore scene underscore that. Like us on Facebook. Or email us about your crappy Yankees team at seenthatpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's S-C-E-N-E, that podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, well, well boys, uh, I'm excited. We're going to – sounds like Anthony's going to have a big weekend. Um, I'm excited to watch the second Fear Street tonight. I think that's what I'm going to do whenever I get time. I'm going to try and get Angie to watch the first one maybe. Yeah, you guys will like it. You, you, it'll be fun. Yeah, we it'll like horror fun, movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to go fucking get some Chinese food. Nice. How about that? I like it. That sounds You know awesome. where from? Panda Express, which is what this episode was brought to you by. Panda Express. <laughs> get the orange and chicken. There we go. That's the only thing you it's can all get I ever there, get whenever really I go good. get Chinese. You got to try the sweet fire go. chicken breast. It's amazing. Okay, I might. I might. Broaden your horizons, uh, With Scott. that being... I, I yeah. should, but no. I don't. Ever. Angie orders uh, the orange chicken every time and always inevitably steals some of my sweet fire chicken. Well, I yeah, I mean that's just gonna happen though. That's just that's just gonna happen. But it's bullshit. But, she doesn't want a full serving. <laughs> one other thing, uh, by the time we're recording next, fucking Green Bay Packers play a football they game. They do. So we'll see a lot of Jordan. Love. They play Let's first. Uh, it was a preseason, so it's the Texans, yep. I think. Score predictions. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, forty-nine to seven Packers. <laughs> Good. Just blown Fair away. Enough. I'll say, I'll double down on that. <laughs> yeah. See you later. See you later, Deshaun. Even gonna play. All right. Wow. All right. Let's wrap this up here. <laughs> wrap it up. With that being said, that's the forty-eighth episode of the We Seen That podcast. We'll see you next week for forty-nine and Tobin Bell's Saw. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jim. And roll credits. <laughs>